the Joker's Vault, the pod made by fans for fans. Joining me as always is the lovely Lindsay who covers Q and Joe, but is a firm Team Q supporter. Hello, Lindsay. Hey, Jules. Hello. How are you? I'm good. This episode, both episodes were amazing. I know. They were really, really good. And obviously myself, um, I'm your host for this week, and I cover Sal and Mer, but I'm firmly in the Team Sal camp. For obvious reasons. <laughs> So obviously, so as we always do, we're going to go on to some Tenderloins news. Not much going on, really. Um, some show news, I suppose. They've got their next shows at um, Waterloo in New York. Um, they're on April 1st. I believe there are tickets still available for that one. Um, they announced some new shows in Scranton. Is it Scranton? Yep. PA? I don't know what PA is. Which one's PA? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. It's the setting of the... American version of The Office. Just fun fact. Um, also, um, as we probably all know by now, the Carbonara Effect crossover is on on Wednesday. That's True TV at 10 and 9 Central. Um, Joker's Cruise, I believe there are still a few cabins left. They are expensive cabins, so I recommend you go as a group if you're going. And no, there are no UK dates yet, but we have been assured that they are coming. I'm they're coming. assuming that they're waiting for finalisations on venues. That's what that seems up. likely. That's what I'm assuming. Please come down, Sam. We exist. <laughs> stop going to London. Stop going to the North. They get enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of a kick in the teeth, actually, because I am actually a Northerner, but I live in the South. I was born up there. My family's up there. Most of my family's up there, but I'm down here suffering. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for Tender Ones news. I don't think there's any more, is there? Not that I'm aware of, no. Yeah, they've been very quiet. I think they're just a lot of shows and stuff. I'm assuming they're recording as well. So I'm going to move on to some Joker's news. Um, we're going to go to some sound news. We had news from the last couple of weeks because we didn't bring out the pods last week due to bits and pieces that have come up in the weeks and the week, mainly because of me. <laughs> home, okay. home issues. Basically, I've just bundled all the sound news together. Um, so, as we all know, or should know by now, that Sal had followed Jerry Seinfeld on one of his stand-up gigs, um, which he seemed to be very proud of, and he took a picture as well. And he also left, and this week, he also left a message on the wall that said, Jerry Seinfeld, it's basically under Jerry Seinfeld's signature, and it's, and Sal put, loves Sal Vicano. So cute. Which I thought was quite cute. And I believe he's done that before, and I think he, as Lindsay said, as we were having a conversation before, that he sort of does it every time he sees Jerry's name. Which I think is quite cute. And I hope Jerry does. It is. I hope Jerry sees it. I really do. Me too. I really hope he's met him, or he does meet him. Yeah. He probably has. He probably did when he was doing that stand-up piece. You would think he would have talked about it, though, or at least had a picture or something. But hopefully he did. I don't know. Um, he's also got some stand-up coming on, which is at the House of Blues. I believe that's during Comic-Con, which I believe is coming up fairly soon. Um, and he's doing that with a couple of his um, comedian friends, um, Roy Wood Jr. and Theo Vaughn, who are incredibly funny people. I've yes. I've seen them both. Um, I believe I saw Roy Wood Jr. on... What did I watch it on? Trevor Noah show. I think that's what Oh, I'm yeah. On. He's also plugging Mike Fenoya. And he also plugged Big J Oakerson as well, who seems to have some bits and pieces around as well. Um, he also retweeted um, James McCarthy's sketch. James McCarthy, I believe, works with them, if I remember yes. right. Um, he has a sketch. It's like a like a noir sketch, like an old sort of 20s cop show sort of 
sort of thing, like detective agency thing. And it is fairly funny. I sat and watched it. It was fairly funny. And he did a very good job on it as well. Also, he's had some odd tweets this week. I'm not going to explain them into detail because, well, we all know what they are. He had a go about a spelling uh, mistake, regular guess, and went on about an Uber driver, which he was convinced that shit himself. <laughs> went on about a car's interior. It basically had like sticky tabs on the things uh, on the seat, and it said, do not eat food in the car, which is a bit stupid because the sticky tape was a bit gross. Um, he went on about soups and salads. I believe the only thing that was on there was a soup, uh, salads, I think. I think it was like a Caesar salad, garden salad. And I think I tweeted, um, I wonder if there's a blending option. <laughs> he had a bit of a trouble with a guy on an aeroplane who wanted Sal to turn his air conditioning down because it was blowing on him. And I would say, well, he said, I think it was, he said, do you really need that much air? Do you know what I would have turned around and said? I would have turned around and said, yes, I do. <laughs> Problem? Again, he went on about airports again, saying that, Certain people are savages if they go like I think it's like if they queue up early in groups. Um, he said if you do that, you wouldn't be considered as a friend, or you wouldn't would wouldn't be considered as a friend. I'd be considered because I've never been on a plane or in an airport, or at least a commercial one anyway. Um, and also he treated us to a lot of his signature bad views. Um, I believe he had nine of them. Um, that there was a lot. I'm in the assumption that he stockpiled them. Um, I did have a, a series of tweets that sort of kind of got worse and worse and worse as they went on. <laughs> if you want to see them, go look at my Twitter. They is fairly funny to look at. But apart from that, I do believe that's it for Sal. Oh, all those all those roof pictures right in a row. What I want to know is how he remembered what city they were from, considering the way he takes the pictures. Like, does he does he label the files in his phone like for cities? Because like, how do you remember which one was which rooftop? They all look the same. You know what? I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if he has everything labeled. That's true. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Who are we? Who are we talking about? That's true. Uh, it's good point. We're, we're talking about sound. So, good point. I think we're going to move on to some Q news, and I believe we have a lot of Q news. I mean, per usual, I, I don't really skimp. Um, so about two weeks ago now. A little less, but Q had his birthday. So he posted what he always posts on his birthday, which is paying tribute to his tattoo that Joe gave him a couple years ago, which now he's 41. So he tweeted that he's 41, still lives alone, still has three cats. Um, but for his birthday, he did tweet out that he got a Nintendo Switch, which those look really awesome, by the way. He tweeted about how he's going to play that for his birthday on his birthday. So that sounds pretty pretty decent um joe did wish him a happy birthday via tweet which i thought was adorable he also him and q both tweeted about mike finoia as well about his album and his name is spelled f-i-n-o-i-a if you want to check him out i did see him live myself in green bay i believe and he was he was funny i would i would check him out i want to listen to his album myself lots of tell him steve dave news today which is different um so as I mentioned every week, Q, if you do not know, does a weekly podcast that he has been a part of for about seven years with two of his best friends called Tell Him Steve Dave. And it comes out every week. It's super funny. They do talk a lot about current events. They tell stories. They play games. It is wonderful. You, you hear a side of Q that you don't normally, so I would recommend it to anybody. And it's on SoundCloud or iTunes. There was an ant meetup, which ants are... Tell them Steve Day fans. So sometimes they have meetups around the country. Normally in the UK, they're big over there, but um, we started to do them over here in the US. 
So there was a little meetup before the show in San Antonio over the weekend, and they tweeted where they were, and Q showed up and took a, took some pictures, hung out, which, of course, was awesome of him to do. And the night before, they were in Houston, Texas, and he spotted two guys wearing Tom Steve Dave vests in the second row. And he took one of the vests from the guy, put it on, wore it on stage for him, and then he made sure they went backstage to get pictures, and they were not in the VIP at all. He just made sure they got taken care of, which is super awesome as well. He's just such a sweetheart. I know, right? Um, I followed the two guys who this was about, and they they talked about their experience and how, yeah, that he just made sure they got backstage so they could take that picture, which was so nice. Um, on the newest episode of Tell Him Steve Dave, number 330, there's a, a story about Walt, who's one of the hosts, and he slept with his head under the bed so he could get, quote-unquote, complete darkness. Now, if you don't know Walt, that just sounds really weird, and it is weird. But Walt is just a wonderful human being, and it's a typical Walt story, really. So what they decided to call it was flanking, because his last name is Flanagan, and it kind of they were playing off the word planking. So Q started off, and so he did. He took a picture, or someone took a picture of him laying on his back with his head under the mat, uh, bed in his hotel room and called it flanking. And then Bri also, the other host, did the same thing. A lot of ants, a.k.a. Tell Steve Dave fans, were doing the same thing, taking pictures of themselves with their heads under the bed. It was a whole big thing. I can't do it. I can't participate because my bed uh, does not have enough room and I would not be able to fit it underneath. So I cannot flank myself. Um, Tell them Steve Dave has an official club now and also a brand new website, which I'm not even sure the last time they've had a legit website that works besides their merchandise site. So it's just tellemstevedave.com. And if you click on the clubhouse in the middle of the page, you can sign up to be an official member. And uh, when that launched over the weekend, he tweeted a lot of fans that posted that they were officially members, which I thought was cool. Uh, he gave a birthday shout-out, which is rare, which is why I pointed it out. He, sh- he gave a birthday shout-out to a 12-year-old. He was wearing a Joker shirt, which was adorable. Uh, a week ago Sunday, he tweeted that he was drunk at a karaoke bar, and he said that he was on a roll, but he was a- on a fucking lame roll, but he's drunk, so he doesn't hate himself. I thought that was funny. Uh, let's see. One of his favorite authors died recently, Chuck Barris. And he posted about how he was bummed about that, recommended people check out his books. He posted just one picture, a cool fan, a fancy picture with one of his cameras of his dad's dog playing in the snow. It was kind of a cool picture. Him and Joe both tweeted about Owen Benjamin's tour in the UK, which is coming up. And they are encouraging people, as will I, to go see him because he is amazing. And Owen did make a little video that he posted a few days ago of a video montage of the tour with the guys over in the UK. And Q retweeted it. It's very cute. And there's extra footage of Sal with the hoverboard. So you should go watch it because it's very nice. Nice. I didn't notice that. It's really quick, but it's there. Oh, one of the tweets when he pl- does all the tweets? Yeah. Nice. Well, there you go. I'll have to look harder next time. And, um, yeah, that's about it for him. That's about it for Q. That wasn't as much as I thought. <laughs> I left out some part. I left out, so I'm not going to lie. I felt pressured. Okay, so we're going to do some Murr news. Um, there's actually not a lot for Murr, but he did tweet about Drunk History. He was on it uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, he was very red-faced and very rosy in it. He, he, he was. He a good time. But his drinks, he, like, I have to admit, his drink choices were a little girly. Well, they've always said his drink choices are, are girly. He always goes for the cocktails. Why not? I go, I go for a bog-standard Jack Daniels and Coke or Southern Comfort Coke. That's usually what I go for. He also tweeted about part two of the Tenderloins radio show, because they're doing a radio show on, oh, I can't remember now, Cirrus. 
if I remember yep, right. Yep, serious. Um, he also tweeted, I think someone roofied my churro, which... <laughs> We have a sneaking suspicion it might be something to do with the show. I don't know. It has to be. It doesn't sound like a mirth thing, does it? Very uncharacteristic. It is. Um, he also tweeted a picture of himself, his dad, and oh, yes. Joey Fatone, um, saying that it was a new boy band, and he was asking for people to suggest names, um, which I think is a bit off. <laughs> um, he also had a periscope. Um, this week, which he sometimes does before sh- um, for the airing of the episode, and this one was like the sort of a I don't know, sort of a ask questions and he'll answer them sort of thing, sort of periscope that he normally does. Um, he also posted one of the names from the new um, US episode. Um, I think it was Dis Fat Bitch or Dis Fat Bitch. Um, was a good one. I like that one. That was quite funny. Um, he posted about the new tour dates. Um, some tour dates from the states, I believe. Um, Nevada's in there as well. I think there's a Nevada one. Yep. He also replied to a fan who suggested that they do um, like a James Corden carpool karaoke, um, which I absolutely love. And we've just recently had um, Comic Relief here, or Red Nose Day. I know you guys in the States have it as well. But um, he did carpool karaoke with um, a band called Take That, who was bigger than the UK in the night. Nice. Also, he's been replying to fans. But the carpool karaoke thing, I think they should do. That'd be so funny. They really should. Imagine Sal doing carpool karaoke. I know Sal's got a good voice as well. As is James Corden, but I think Sal's voice. In my, in my opinion. I mean, you're a little biased, but... I am a little bit biased. Carpool karaoke sort of came from um, a show called Gavin and Stacey. It's sort of a, a thing from that. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Gavin and Stacey. It's like a... No. Nope. It was a big show over here. It's like sort of where James Corden... It's, it's where his fame came from. It's where it sort of started. Oh. So that's it for Merce. So we're going to move on to some journey. Joe's got some stuff. Um, he's participating in a couple of benefits slash events, which I think is pretty cool. He is really involved with the Daniels Music Foundation. He, back in late 2015, he gave away a, not gave away, one of the prizes was a cabin on the Joker's Cruise, the first one, if you donated, and he raised a lot of money for that. I donated toward it, and I got a phone call from him, which was pretty awesome. So they're having a benefit on May 2nd. And he tweeted out a little bit ago to see if anyone had any prizes that they could use in the raffle. They have to be at least $500 worth. I don't know if they still are looking, um, but it, you could, if you have anything or you know anybody who could raffle something that's worth that much, it's just Joe Gatto at danielsmusic.org is the email address. He saw the movie Edge of 17 and gave it props. I thought that movie looked really good, so definitely now on my list. Of course, adorable pictures always. Um, this time it was... He and Bessie and Milana, they were all on a plane, and I guess two weekends ago, they went to D.C. for a little vacation, and it was just the cutest picture ever. April 28th, Joe will be hosting the Rock and Rawhides Gala in New York City, which is a charity that he and Bessie are very involved with, and he's mentioned them a bunch of times. They raise money and provide like food, toys, other things to shelters throughout the state, and so that's totally awesome. So it's April 28th. Also replied to a lot of fans, especially over the weekend, thanking them for coming out, saying glad they had fun, which is super sweet of him to do. And my favorite tweet from the last two weeks is still the same as it was last week. It was when he posted a video of this little dog, and he was kind of dancing, I guess you could say, on his hind legs. And he tweeted it at Sal and asked if he had been teaching Dana canines the double dutch. I thought that was funny. 
Super cute. He also tweeted on Wednesday, last Wednesday, that the world may be going to shit. I assume he was meeting Donald Trump, but I'm not going to speculate any further. But he said, at least we have this. And he shared a very wonderful YouTube, and it was called The Karate Rap. I mean, that's just, I'm going to leave that with that, leave you with that thought. Jane Smith tweeted, which I do not follow Jane Smith. He's a little too weird for me. But, of course, the guys do. And he tweeted something very odd, and Joe actually replied to him. And he said, sure. Do you think it's weird that Sal's a tattoo of your face on his thigh? Hashtag Impractical Jokers. Also, nice pants. Okay. Um, he posted where you could buy a Be Kind shirt, which is what he wore on the U.S. episode. He also took a picture of himself in it when they filmed this a while ago. I think it's on his Instagram, but it's for sure on his Twitter. So it's actually from the Superheroes in Real Life organization, which he played for on the Nitro Circus episode. And the site is culturehero.org. A couple days ago, while they were in Texas, he posted a disgruntled post about Q taking a bite out of his bagel. When he left the breakfast table to wash his hands. So your food isn't safe. You got to take it with you. Don't trust Q around your food. Last but not least, he did Periscope. He did two of them. Uh, he did Traffic Cam 41 like about two weeks ago. And he did over the weekend with Jiggy. They were together in the hotel room in robes, answering fan questions, and Marie made an appearance in this one, also wearing a robe at one point, also shirtless at one point. So that was quite entertaining. And um, that's all I got. That's all Joe had. I think the reason Joy put that world's run shit thing is because um, London had an attack. That's true. It was the day of the London thing. I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't remember the day. Room. Yes. Which was awful. Yes. I think it was all over the news. Not good. So forget it. It wasn't Donald Trump. The, no, the, Trump. the Parliament attack is way worse. It, it could have been Donald Trump as well, because we all know uh, I'm not the biggest advocate of the guy. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone is but himself, to be honest, at this yeah, point. Yeah. Something about golf, I think, has come up quite a bit lately because he plays golf. He's got, I think, he's got like a golf course in like Scotland as well. Oh, great! Oh, he's, such a, he's, he's a weirdo. I, don't, I can't stand Donald Trump. I think he's an idiot. My president. <laughs> Look at you. I know. <laughs> so lucky so now we are going to move on to our new u.s episode which was aptly named footloose um to be fair Ugh. i was sort of hoping it was going to be the kevin bacon film but <laughs> it turned out not to be no no <laughs> i think sal was hoping for something along those lines too probably yeah, so I, I really was hoping it was the kevin bacon film when i saw the title of it last week <laughs> but obviously not um, so in this one, the guys compete in a try-not-to-laugh challenge with ridiculous names. Um, they've done this before, and we absolutely love it. Basically, the other guys have written the names for them, and compete to see whose dating profile is better. And, as I said, the punishment was not about Kevin Bacon's footloose. This week's loser must give people foot rubs at a boat show, a boat show using various condiments. Fun. Indeed. Ugh, gross. I hate feet. I'm not a big, biggest fan of feet. Challenge number one was the name game, and the goal was to not laugh while saying the very odd names. And I believe first up was Joe. Yes. We'll go with Joe. Mr. Gatto. Honestly, I mean, I absolutely love this challenge so much. I still laugh at the first one, even though I've listened to it a million times, even though I have all the names memorized. I had people tell me that they did not think this round was as good. I disagree. I laughed just as hard, I think. I think the difference was the first time we didn't expect it to be that ridiculous, and we mm -hmm. kind of knew they were going to be ridiculous, but it was still great. That being said, I do... I love my boy, but I do think that uh, Gatto really owned this one. He had the hardest names, I think, and he said them the funniest. I, I think he was the best out of the four. Before they started, he was just sitting there, and Q 
someone said he looked good in the blazer he was wearing and Joe said doesn't fit him anymore he was like no you look great or you look sharp and then Joe says that's because I'm sitting down and I cut the back off of it which I thought was funny his names were great he started out with Glagadine Capiche Minty Hunt Minty Hummer which of course maybe paid homage to Minty Trubbentug from before he had Church Pew 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 I really enjoyed how fast he said pew 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 as well. Cooley whistles. My favorite one that he said was lumpy dumper or dumpy lumper. Dumpy lumper. I, I, I wrote it lump. There we go. Lumpy dumper. Yeah. Because he said it so pronounced and it's such an ugly like sounding set of words. He just, he just said it so great. The next one they gave him was 15 syllables long. And he looked at it, he kind of snickered, and then he wrote, fuck you guys, on his his piece of paper and tapped the pen so that they would zoom in on what he wrote. I thought that was really funny. And he's like, this is a mouthful. And he... He really owned this, to be honest. And he said it so well the first time. I don't think I could have, just because of how long it was. But it was Fiddle Royal Londa, Smack on My Titty Boosters, the third. And then he said, well, maybe that's a typo. And he said it again. But then instead of the third, he said the second. I mean, just comedic gold right there. He he laughed at the next one, um, Dis Fat Bidge, which I thought Joe said hysterically. And the best part of his whole bit was when Sal, at the end, was knew what was coming. And he said, hold me up. And so Q Q and uh, Murr linked his arms so that he wouldn't fall down. He did anyways, because they all cracked up at Joe saying Uncle Boobs. <laughs> so Joe, I believe, got two or three laughs. I feel like he got three. But I didn't write down the one that else, other one that he laughed at. But yes, I think he laughed at Uncle Boobs. I think he laughed at the last three in a row. He had he had hard ones, and he owned it. He did, and they were funny. I don't care what anyone says, these names are funny. They always make me laugh. They're all great. I love them. I love them. so funny. Um, so I believe Mer went next. He sort of went straight into it. Yes. Says, or just go in on a coin name or whatever it was. Um, and his first name was Did He Do That? Did He Do That? Next name was Cleavage <laughs> McNamara, which he laughed at. Then he ended up with um, Queen Skeet, um, Yanni Van Halen, which I thought was quite funny. Um, Colonel Indiana Longnuts. I like that one. Which I thought was quite funny. Uh, Jabortic, <laughs> which he laughed at. And he ended up with Gregory Pensacle. <laughs> That's good one. Which he laughed at as well. So he got three lasts in this one. <laughs> but he held it together pretty much. I think it was the last two sort of got him. He held it together together better than the first time. He just completely fell apart on that first the first time they did this. Yeah. So yeah, he he improved. So I think next up was it Q that was up next or was it Sal? But we'll go, we'll go. Yes, ma'am. Q went next, and I, before we move on to Q, I, I, what I liked about Murray's approach is that he just would say the last name sometimes, and then he had to say the really stupid first name. So he's like Miss McNamara, Cleavage McNamara, because <laughs> sometimes the last names don't sound weird by themselves. No. So that was funny. Um, right away, he didn't laugh, but he definitely sighed at the first one. Again, I just gotta say, like, they say it better than I do, and Q definitely says his better than I do. But he started out with Stunk Beagle, then he had Irish O-African. He laughed right away at this one, Cowabunga Peppermill. Then we, of course, had Simmy's son, Simmy Can't Stand Your Bitch Jr., Henry Cabbagehead. Henny, I'm sorry. Henny Cabbagehead. Guy who took it, which, considering their sense of humor, I figured he would have laughed at, but he didn't. He held it. Then he kind of just fell apart here. So he laughed at Shardy Waffles, which, by the way, I did change my Instagram name to Shardy Waffles. Secret Agent Randy Beans got a big laugh out of him, I think because of the agent part, probably. Yeah. And then, I'm afraid you might be in a gang. Said that with a straight face. So he, like Murray, got the three laughs, but I I don't... I understand the the Shardy Waffles and the Secret Agent Randy Beans. I mean, I don't think Halbunga Peppermill was one of the hardest ones he had, but he laughed three times at his. Okay, so Sal was up next, and 
Sal was just funny right from the start because he started using stapler as a mouse. <laughs> and Q called him pretty but stupid, which was awesome. Oh, God, using a stapler as a mouse. Okay, so I think Sal laughed straight away at the first one. He was just giggling before he even said it. The first one was Nabby Cankles, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Um, he had Reverend Donk Bonkers, Real Hefty Trout. <laughs> I love her, but... I, I love her, but... Huh, I love a butcher dog, a, a dog's. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I love a You couldn't do this challenge. Sheds. There I you love go. a but a dog sheds. Um, Jerry Seinfeld came up and even held the piece of paper up saying it was Jerry Seinfeld's name was on it. Mark Pat Joe Bill Dinosaur. <laughs> um, was the deal with Kramer? Funny. This one, which really, really struggled with, and so I was funny, crying at one point. Even dabbed himself down. Oh yes, you even took the mick a little bit as well, because he had to say, "Who fucking tonight?" <laughs> which he laughed at, obviously. Oh yes. And this one, which I can't understand why the heck he creased up at, was Mother Coconuts. I don't. I, I don't get the laugh on that one. It must be, they must be like names that they use sort of day to day. Well, I think because coconuts, I mean, it's just, it's, it's in the, the titty category. Oh yeah, I suppose that's true. That's the only thing I can come up with. So yeah, so I've got three laughs on that one. I think Joe's was the funniest, but then I think some of the things Sal had to say were pretty good. And he, he held it to, actually, I'm trying to think, I mean, he didn't obviously cry during the first one. I don't think he, I think he laughed more in this one. But I don't know. I don't remember exactly how many he got like, the first I like time. It when, I like it when he's down to crying. It was, I think Me too. The first time I saw him cry was when he was doing the focus group. Yes. And, it, and his eyes were streaming. That was yes. That was very funny. And he was really trying to hold it together. I like he was trying to hold it together here on this one as well. It's like pulling the face. It's like <laughs> trying to hold it in and take a deep breath. Oh, it was wonderful. It was so funny. Um, so next challenge was dating disaster. Um, and the goal was don't get the lowest score. And I believe Mur went first on this. He did. Um, so he sits down with two girls and asks for a woman's opinion on his dating profile. And he starts off with his self-summary, which he ate a whole wet newspaper for a TV talent show that never aired and thought it would be something cool and different. <laughs> and then the girls were like, well... If you want to start with something like something funny like that, and then Q is like to Mer, well, say it's no jokes, which she did. Because <laughs> I didn't mean it as a joke. I meant it seriously. I'm actually pretty proud of it. Who's <laughs> proud of eating wet newspaper? Oh, that'd be disgusting. It's like the wet dollars. <laughs> it, it is kind of like the wet dollars, but he didn't actually have to eat the dollar. He had to drink the water. Mer had yeah. to eat the paper supposedly. Oh, no. Horrible. Um, then he went on to his typical Friday night, was eating ribs in the tub, baby, and there's room for one more. <laughs> um, and then was like trying to be flirty, and I think the girls were like, oh, it's cute. Yeah. And they're a little unimpressed, I think. I think they've given up at this point. Um, and this bit, he had to, re- he, he was to reveal his most private thing, which is the first breast he grabbed was in a coffin. <laughs> Um, and apparently it was when his grandmother passed away and he reached in and grabbed a, mo- uh, grabbed a boob and went too much. <laughs> and the girls were like, yeah, it's a little odd. But they still gave him an 11. Even I know. Said, Give me a score out of 10. And they were like, oh, it's an 11. I don't understand that. It was mind-blowing. Oh, my God, grabbing a dead boob. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> nah, no way. Um, and I believe Joe was up next, I think. He was. And, you know, I, I, he got a five, and I think he earned it. They made Joe look like a complete psycho in this, yeah. which I do enjoy when they do that to him. So his summary was, 
They removed a lump from me, and now everything flows where it should. I'm also a diehard Yankee fan. And the girls were like, you probably should put the Yankee fan first. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay, so I just flip it. Okay. Um, the, the one, there's two girls there, and the one that was sitting closest to Joe was, like, annoyed from the start. She was wonderful. If you looked at her face the entire time, she was like, get this creep away from me. Mm. Um, on a typical Friday night, supposedly, uh, Joe plays at Skank Row with his band, The Fart Trio, is the drummer. <laughs> they were like, and he's like, well, it's good, you know, like a musical. They're like, um, sure, some girls like that. And his secret was also about dead people, more or less. Uh, the most secretive thing he was willing to admit to them was that he left a man dead in a cave once. Like, that girl was so disgusted. Mm. I can't properly describe her face. It was so wonderful. She's like, um, you probably shouldn't add that. And with an unexpected bonus from his job, <laughs> this was funny because the guys went crazy over this one because he said it was such a straight face, I think, and the fact that it makes no sense for Joe. If he got his unexpected bonus, he said he'd go ape shit at Lids. Now, Lids is a hat store. They just mm. sell baseball caps. It made everyone just, like, Sal was just hysterical on it. And Joe said it so seriously. It was so funny. So, yeah, he uh, sounded like a complete weirdo. And mm. she did give him a five, though. I Honestly, considering how much she hated him, I was assuming he would get lower. But, hey, something about it she liked, I guess. Maybe the Yankees. I don't know. Mm. Maybe. Um, we'll go in a little bit, we'll go in. did go next. Um, so he got a single chick to help him. By the way, kind of adorable. Um, so the first thing, supposedly, people notice about him. Now, I remember this from the first time, because I just remember how funny he found it. When he had to do this the first time, which I think was season one or two, I think it was one, though, but I'm not sure. Um, the first thing people noticed about him then, apparently, was that his breast smelled like fingers. But this time, it was his dead eyes, which, his eyes are far from dead, but I guess that's the joke. And he's like, I hear that a lot. I'm like... No, probably not. What he's doing with his life is he makes teeth for things, which is just odd. Um, so apparently for the animals that are stuffed that I guess are toothless, he makes the teeth for them. Great. The most private thing he's to admit was that every other Sunday he drives upstate and puts tuna in his ex's mailbox. <laughs> and she kind of looks at him and he's like, because it stinks. And so does she. <laughs> Way to hit that one home, cue. She's like, that's a little too honest. But then I love this part. Her reaction was great. He goes, his life motto was cowabunga, sluts. She's like, that's good. And he's kind of like, okay. So maybe it was the slut thing. Um, on a scale from 1 to 10, she gave him a 5. But like, honestly, okay, the teeth thing is gross. But he was way less creepy than Joe. I feel like he, if, if the scale is accurate, he should have been a little higher than Joe. But hey, she didn't know what, what Joe's profile was. She had nothing to compare it to. Yeah. <laughs> Sal was not so lucky, but I think it's because Sal yeah. picked a dude. I think it's because he picked a dude. I think it's because he picked a girl, I think. He's the only one that picked a girl, I think. I think he definitely would have had more luck with a girl. Me too. I definitely think he would have had. He, he gets on with the girls. He does. Um, so he ends up getting a guy, like we said, and he starts going on about his favourite books, shows, music and food. And he says, pizza, you stupid idiot. <laughs> I mean, I like pizza, but I won't call someone stupid because I like it. Um, it's true. And then he goes, too much humour? <laughs> Uh, and the guy was like, no, it's just not funny. <laughs> which I thought was, which I thought was quite funny. Um, then he went on to sort of explain what he was doing with his life. And he says, beating women away with a, <laughs> with a stick. stick. <laughs> LOL. And the guy was like, mm, that's kind of weird. And he says, oh, I'll just remove the dots and not make it a joke so they know I'm a ladies man. <laughs> or a gentleman. I think it's gentleman he said, not ladies man. Um, and then he went on to go uh, to say, what would you do with an unexpected bonus? And he says, give it to a church. Not. <laughs> Atlantic City with my goon squad. I love how he oh, said goon squad. That was God. the best. Even I thought that was horrible. And the guy said it was horrible as well. I mean, I'm not a religious human being at all, but I wouldn't <laughs> take the mick out of a church. 
or go, oh, I'm going to give money to them. Uh, no, I'm not. Can't be asked. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a religious soul at all, but churches serve a purpose, I suppose. Um, but yeah, he ended up with a minus two. The guy really didn't like his dating profile. But like I said, yeah, I think he would have had my, my better love with a girl. Or I definitely think so. I think a girl would have probably found him cute and funny. I mean, he has a way with the ladies. He does have a way with the ladies. And because he ended up with a minus two, and because he had the giggles um, in the first challenge, he ended up losing, oh god, much to my disappointment and hatred. Because he he has to deal with feet, which, to be honest, is not my favourite thing in the whole wide world. Feet are gross. Particularly one pair of feet in this challenge were really gross. Yep. So, basically, he... It was announced to him that it was at a boat show, and he thought initially that he had to smash a boat up, but it wasn't the case. He had to sit there and rub people's feet. Ugh. And I know in the inside jokes he says that, I think they say I think they say at the start, well, you don't rub your own feet, but he says, yeah, I rub my own feet, but I put deodorant on it. To yeah, be, that was weird. To be fair, you say it sounds weird, but I actually put body spray on my feet. All the but time. maybe that's like a thing. Like, it, it's not really a thing here, I don't think. But hey, I don't whatever. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm self-conscious. I think. I think that's what it is. I think this is part of the OCD thing I've got. So. Fair enough. <laughs> Probably. Um. So he ends up with a lady, and she takes her shoes and a pair of really gross socks. I'm sorry. I don't know if you noticed, but those socks look brown to me. I did. I did notice them. I couldn't help notice the brown socks. They were white socks, and they were brown. <laughs> so he ends up. So Sal ends up doing it and he's gagging pretty much and he's sitting there rubbing her feet and she basically goes and Sal's literally just sat there staring at his hands, begging to wash them. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame him, I would. I'd be like, you know, I'm going to go wash my hands, I ain't touching feet. Uh, and then he ends up with another lady who, to be fair, turns out to be a friend of the guys, but Sal didn't know this and she seriously gets into it, which made me slightly uncomfortable to watch. I mean, I mean, she was practically having an orgasmic experience. That's the only way I can describe it. Pretty and much. Sal, and Sal's sort of told to say to her, says, you like that? And the lady <laughs> continues to get really into it. Like, the sounds are really coming out now. And then he's told to say, well, I'm a straight up bad boy. <laughs> Which I believe he struggles to say as well. And then she goes, you're a bad boy. Just call me nasty. Ah! Uh, <laughs> that was so it was horrible. Do you know what? I think if it was a younger person saying it, I don't think I would have had that much of an issue. But because it's an older person saying it, it's just creepy. Well, it added to the creep factor for sure. I think old people, I think when old people die, I think it's just weird. Because you, you don't expect it because they're like your parents' age and you're like, well, I don't want my parents to say that. True. And then Sarah sort of clocks on and goes, nice try. And it's revealed that she's sort of, like I said, that she's one of their friends that it was a set up. But then this is the bit I don't get. He smells his hands. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. No, don't smell your hands. You've just touched a load of feet and you've probably touched a hundred feet like before that one as well. And then he ends up with another lady and Sal asks her if she wants lotion. So the guys get him to look under like a purple towel that was on the side and to reveal a bottle of ranch dressing, like ranch salad dressing and stuff, which he's told to massage into her feet. And then they t the guys tell him that this lady is a complete stranger <laughs> and then he 
he starts sort of robbing it into a feet and then he then he's told to sort of tell her what he used and say surprise i use ranch dressing while he's putting <laughs> the label off and he, he tries to explain that it exfoliates and i think she starts complaining saying oh, my feet gonna smell like ranch um and, for, and again for some reason he smells his hand and then starts gagging and coughing uh, I assume it probably smells so bad with all the feet and the dressing. And then he ends up getting a guy who's another oh. friend who's got the weirdest feet I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, his toes are like bent up. They're just, they're, they're not natural. So Sal's getting a little freaked out by it, but he, he starts powdering them and rubbing the, the powder in. And then he's told to ask this guy if he's a, is it, if he's a mayo or mustard guy. What he has on his sandwich, is it mayo or mustard? And he goes, oh, mayo. This has literally put me off mayo for life. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can go that far. Maybe for a bit. So basically he gets like a, a bottle of mayo. It looks like one of my favourite brands of mayo as well. It look, I'm sorry, but it looked like a Hellman's. <laughs> a bottle and that's my favorite mayo it's the only one i use it's the only one i like and he starts rubbing it in and sal's just sitting there gagging and looking like he's gonna throw up and then they announce that it's time for sal's lunch break and casey joyce who works on the show walks up with a like a silver baked tray of ribs and they look like very nice ribs as well i absolutely love ribs. and then he's told that the punishment's over if he sits there and eats it he sort of backs off a bit but he does but then he doesn't eat the bit that he touches. He sort of eats the centre of it. But he, he, I think he's more grossed out because of the fact that he didn't wash his hands. But he does it. And then he sort of, um, he says to the guy, you and your big ass feet, which I thought was quite funny. It's a nice touch at the end. But I do feel sorry for Sam in this one. I felt so bad for him. I mean, not just for the rubbing the feet thing is bad enough. But the fact that he couldn't wash his hands, for him in particular, is, I mean, that was a brilliant detail. Now, it, it's gross for anybody, but you know it was so much worse for someone like Sal to not be able to do that. And I, he looked so sad and pathetic after the first one, and he was just staring at his hands. Like, I felt so bad. Um, the old lady, when we knew she was a plant, was funny, but I was really uncomfortable, though. Like, I, I'm with you on that. That was weird. Yeah. But And I felt bad for the strangers a little bit, though, because they probably assumed that this was his job and he was gagging you know what i mean like i felt kind of bad for that because <laughs> like what's wrong with this guy what's wrong with me like i would have been really self-conscious um i liked when someone said something about like i forgot what the comment was on the other side but sal said he wasn't breathing yeah. like i think he was bent down kind of by the feet and he like they asked him what it smelled like whatever he said he wasn't I breathing was that, I, think. I think it was my awesome oh, i bet it smells really bad he's like i'm not breathing that was funny. Um, I think this punishment, I mean, I think all the punishments this season have been really spot on. Besides the first one with Sal, I didn't really like that one. But they've all been amazing. I think this one was so good for him. I mean, it was gross as hell, but it was really funny because he's great with the reactions. He, I mean, the gagging and the way he talks to me is about to gag is just so funny. I also think that Q lives in that red plaid shirt. I'm just going to say it. He was in that in the last punishment too so i'm like does yeah. he have other shirts but um no i i loved it and if we had done our punishment special after this week this one would have gone far for me i loved it i felt bad for him but i loved it this one probably wouldn't have gone very far for me i'm not the biggest foot advocate well i know i'm not either i think they're gross too but i but it was but it was a good I, one for and they, they were so the guys loved it and I, that's, you know, that's a lot of my criteria for when I judge my favorite punishments. It was like how the guys reacted to it. And then like, if it really fit the person's 
personality or like their faults. And I think with Sal, this one just fit absolutely perfect. So I loved it. They've done so many things with Sal that have like touched on how he's grossed out by stuff. But this one was a whole new spin on it. Like they just completely thought of something new he could do. And I thought it was good. Yeah. I mean, I based my on which ones I found the funniest, not which ones I gagged at the most. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I re- the only thing that crossed my mind was this, was when Q was, um, when they were doing the cow punishment, and Q turned around and said, no one throws up quite like so. So, so true, though. The, oh, God, the man gags. The way the guy gags. I'm surprised. If, oh, I don't think I could gag that much. I think I'd just throw up. I don't think I'd gag I know, right? But, that being said... And because it was a pretty gross punishment, and Sal did it, we've given Joker of the Week to Sal. He earned it. He did earn it. I'm quite happy. It's my favourite. So we are going to move on to the game show that, well, the game, the trivia show, or trivia game, that still needs a theme tune. It is time for No, Your Joker. Dun, dun, dun. It's me, because I'm hosting, so I'm up for a son of a murder. Who do you want first? Put your pick. All right, we'll do the hard one. We'll go with Murray. All right, now I'll, I'll go easy on you because you're not you're you're more of a team Sal gal. But remember the punishment with Murray where he was the sculptor supposedly. Yeah. He had three signature pieces. What were they? Is that the one with the grease stuck guy? Yep, that's one. Grease stuck guy. Yep. Was one like a timer? Yep. For a girl. Yep. Oh, the, the one is like a recurring joke. I'll give you a hint. A, a, a recurring joke of his. No, I can't. You got two out of three. Uh, the blanky picture. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, right yeah. There. With his face on a mannequin. Yeah. Yeah. But you got the other two, so that's, I'm impressed. I don't think I would have, if I had written the question, I'm not sure I would have remembered that myself. Sales is easier, if you remember this punishment anyway. So, the for, uh, not punishment, challenge. Season one or two, they were at the Brooklyn Cyclones baseball game, and oh, yeah. all four of them had to sell their mascot. Do you yeah. recall? What was Sal's? Oh. I'll give you a hint, it wasn't Salad Boy. No, oh, no, it wasn't Salad Boy. Um, was it like a vegan or gluten-free pizza? That was, um, I believe that was Joe's. I think, I think, I think Q was Salad Boy and Murr, right? They were the two Salad Boys? Yeah. Yeah, it's the other one you're not thinking of. Oh, Yes, my it God. was Gary the Gluten-Free Pizza or whatever for Joe. Gary the Gluten-Free Pizza. And... Sal's was an animal. Oh my god, I can't. No, I can't remember what sounds. I remember the Elliot, other ones. Elliot the effeminate shark. Oh god, yeah. It's okay, you're tired. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like okay. Twelve. <laughs> you're still a winner in my book. You you knew most of the Murray ones. I you you win. And I got the other ones. I just didn't. That's true. The effeminate shark. That's true. You didn't remember the pizza. I don't think I would have remembered that off the top of my head. It's a good job. Gluten free. That's probably. <laughs> there you go. Oh god, joys of being celiac. Um, well, technically I lost, technically I won, I don't know, I'm sort of half and half this week, I think. So we are going to go on to our social media links. Um, they're all at the same URL, they're all at Joker's Vault Pod. Uh, Lindsay runs the Twitter, I run the Instagram, and we both sort of co-deal with the Facebook. We sort of, we all post on there most days. I have to admit, I've been a little behind on Instagram. Um, I've had no time. <laughs> I've been so busy this week. And also, there will be a website coming, but again, I've been really busy, so I've had no time. But, yeah. It's coming. It's coming. It will be coming. We are making a website. There is a definite, definite website coming up. It's just when. <laughs> it's when I can find the time. Um, I am a mother of two at the end of the day. Also, you can find our pods on 
iTunes and SoundCloud. Like, love, review, whichever you want to do. We need some more reviews on iTunes, if I remember right. We get a lot of likes on SoundCloud, I believe. And we also post our links on Facebook and Twitter, which do get quite a bit of likes as well. I think they get the odd like. Anything else? Nope, just thanks to all the people, especially on Twitter, since that's the one I see a lot, that retweet our links every week. There are definite people that always do it, and we appreciate it, and we love you for it, and keep telling people about us. We do have a lot of regulars, don't we? We do. We have fans. We do have fans. I'm glad to say that I have fans. I've never said that in my life. That's so Right? Can't say I have either. That being said, it is time for us to end. We will be back next week. So it's a goodbye from Lindsay. Bye bye, Jules, and everyone listening. And Cooper. And And Cooper. And Cooper. And it's a goodbye from me. Bye. Yeah, yeah. We could be lost. Oh, well,